0: Welcome to everyone today, and especially if you're a guest with us today. We are so glad to have you in service with us today. Thank you for being here. Praise God. And to all of those that are joining us online, whether you're in the area or somewhere far away, we welcome you as a part of this service today and pray that God blesses you wherever you may be. Amen. John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Begin reading with verse number 1. John 1 and 1. These are some of the most awesome, powerful verses. Again, I know all of the Bible is important, but there are some places and some things that just the message and what they mean to us is so significant. This is one of those places. John 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. That means evolution is not how we got here. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not and... And uh, that word comprehend there for us today, comprehend usually has to do with thinking and understanding. But really, in the, in the Greek, there, that word means that, that the darkness cannot overpower, the darkness cannot defeat the light. So the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended or overpowered it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John, the same came for a witness. To bear witness of the light, not a light, the light, that all men through him might believe. He, speaking of John, was not that light. Notice that the word light is is capitalized because it's not talking about just light. It's talking about the light. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. It's these next couple of verses that I really want to draw your attention to this morning. He was in the world. That light, a true light, was in the world and the I can't find where I am. 10, thank you. And the world was made by him but notice this last part. The world knew him not. And then it takes it basically a step further. He came unto his own and his own received him not. But, as many as received him, to them, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. He was was in the world the world and he made the world but the world knew him not he came to his own and his own received him not but as many as many as did receive him to them to them gave he power father i thank you for your awesome presence that is in this place today i thank you for the privilege that you have given us to come together today and worship you to lift up your name, the name that is above every other name. I thank you for your spirit that has worked and ministered already in this place today. I believe, God, that you have already met needs in this service. You've already touched lives today, and I thank you for that. And I pray, God, that you would continue ministering in this service and that you would do that now through your word that Your Spirit would speak to us today, God, that we would not simply hear a sermon this morning, but that we would hear a message that would come from You. Lord, You know every person in this place today. You know every person that's watching this morning. You know exactly the circumstances and situations of their life, what they're dealing with, what they're going through. I pray that You would minister and speak today by the power of Your Spirit. I trust you today, Lord. I acknowledge that without you, I can do nothing, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. While this passage is a wonderful passage, and again, the significance of some things it says to us are very important. There's also some tragic things in this passage. Verse 10 and 11 are very sad. He, the Creator, came to the world He created. But they didn't know Him. And then He He came to His own he came to his people and they did not receive him i don't want to diminish diminish or trivialize jesus coming to this earth but there's there's a couple of things that come to mind that i sort of think we can relate to a little bit in this context again they're they're nowhere on the same level of importance and significance but one of those things is Stan Lee the comic writer and the co-creator of uh several superheroes Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk and Iron Man I don't know if it's every movie prior to his death but I know that in a lot of his movies he made he makes a cameo appearance. That The creator, the author, makes an appearance. It's kind of funny because the appearance, at least as I recall, that he usually makes is sort of under the radar. And then there's another one that I think we kind of can relate to. Some of you probably have seen some of it, but There's a show that, if I'm not mistaken, is now in its 11th season called Undercover Boss. Undercover Boss is when a high level manager or executive, sometimes the founder of a company, comes in as an entry level employee in a disguise. Reality TV. I think the right term, if I'm not mistaken, is oxymoron. I think reality TV. I, I love, you know, they they got those shows where this guy is in the wilderness, surviving with a camera crew. Okay. But undercover boss and, and, and he works as an employee doing some trivial jobs and seeing how things go, seeing what works and what doesn't work, and then he ends up revealing himself to to the to the people that who he is and then a lot of times he uh, he he, he uh, does something special for a couple of the people. He'll, you know, send somebody to college or pay off some debt or whatever. Again, I, I I really am reluctant to use those examples to take something so trivial and natural and carnal. But, y- y- I mean, it's interesting, but this is a whole different level. The Creator, the God of the universe, robed Himself in flesh and came among us, and yet the world that He created did not know Him. People that were supposed to be His people did not recognize Him. If you allow your faith and confidence, your trust in God to be based upon the world what the world thinks, what the world believes, what the world says, you, you will have an extremely shaky faith. Somehow you've got to understand that God's the reality of God, the reality of the Word of God, has nothing to do with the opinion of the masses. It has nothing to do with whether or not the majority believe and accept him because from the very beginning when he came into this world, he was not recognized for who he was, for who he had, for for who he claimed to be and who he not just claimed to be, but what he was. And yet he was not recognized, but to them, the minority, a small group of people that received Him. To them, not to everybody, to them, gave He power to become the sons of God. Jesus was walking one day with His disciples and, and, he, and he asks them a question. He asks them two questions. The first question was, who do men say that I am? What do people say about me? What What have you heard about me? If it was twenty, twenty two, it would be what, what What are they posting about me? And And they begin without hesitation. It appears to begin to say what people were saying about who Jesus was. The only problem was everything they said that others said about him was not really who he was. Everything that others said about him did not acknowledge him for who he really was. Some say you're Elias, some say Jeremiah, some say you're one of the prophets, you're a great teacher, you're, you're a great man. But not. they are not saying who you really are. And, and and I believe he asked them the first question because they needed to hear that said. They They needed it to be established that we know what everybody's saying. We know what everybody's opinion is. And so then he asked the second question. Now that we have established what everybody is saying, now what I want to know is who do you say? Who do you say as my followers that I am? And again, I think without hesitation, Peter responds and says, Thou art. The Christ, the Son of the living God. It appears as though Peter was not the least bit swayed by what everybody else's opinions were. The world may not have known him for who he was, but Peter responds and says, We know you. We've come to know you for who you are. So it doesn't matter what everybody else says. It doesn't matter what the opinions of everybody else are. We know you. I believe I'm preaching to somebody today that he's trying to come to your world. But until you recognize him for who he is, until you decide to trust and believe him for who he is, like them, he will just simply pass you by. God does not violate any of our wills. And the, 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 the responsibility of being a pastor would be so much easier if God would just force everybody to do the right thing. I probably have a few less gray hairs than I have. But unfortunately, from one perspective at least, unfortunately God does, nev- does not, will never force you. To do anything. He will do some things with your circumstances to try to get you to make the right decision. But he's never going to control you like you are a robot. Because every one of us have been given a free will. We've been given the right to choose. Kind of the thing that's caused so much problems in this world. God, you really, did you have to do it that way? Because the bottom line is everything God wants us to do is ultimately for our good anyway. It's not like he's forcing us, would be forcing us to do something that is detrimental to us. But he decided in his sovereignty, he decided when he created man that he was not going that he was going to give man a free will. And therefore, God does not just force himself into our lives, to fix our problems, to fix our situations. There are a few times in the Gospels where Jesus initiated, He initiated a miracle. There were a few times. But from my recollection of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there were more times where the miracle someone received was as a result of them taking the first step. They said something. They did something. And I think one of the notable ones to me, and and there's some things about it that are so interesting, is the Bible tells us about a woman who had an issue of blood. She had a sickness that she had been dealing with for 12 years. The Bible says she had gone to physicians. She had gone to doctors trying to get a cure for her issue and no one could help her. But one day she is in a crowd of people where Jesus is. The Bible says she, she said, I think if I'm not mistaken, the King James says, she said within herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Now I, I want you to use your imagination with me for a moment. Don't tell me you can't use your imagination if you watch any kind of TV or movies. There there was a crowd of people that were gathered around Jesus. There was, was, I I don't know if it says multitude, but there was a crowd of people. Because the Bible says that she she pushed her way through the crowd. She, She had to essentially force her way to get to Jesus because of so many people that were surrounding him. And so when she gets to Jesus, she reaches out and does what she says. She simply touches the hem of his garment. And when she did that, the Bible says that Jesus basically stops. And he asks a question. He says, who touched me? And the disciples respond and say, Lord, what do you mean who touched you? What what kind of question is that? You're surrounded by a multitude of people. There are people that are constantly bumping into you and and touching you, but all of a sudden you want to know who touched you? And And he says... Somebody just touched me. Because when somebody just touched me, I felt virtue. That word virtue means power, basically. I felt virtue go out of my body. And that lady acknowledged, I'm the one. And in that moment, she was made whole. Why? Because she had faith in who he was. She believed him to be who he said he was. She believed that he was the Messiah. He was God manifested in the flesh. And so that is an awesome thing that she got her healing. But the other side of that. How many of you this morning, I'm I'm, going to ask a general question. How many of you this morning, you got some kind of pain in your body? I see some people that are older than me. You just didn't raise your hand. You shouldn't lie in the church. I don't know how you're older than me and don't have any pain. I realize you may have found a position right now with no pain. Maybe that's why you didn't raise your hand, it would have hurt too much. My point is, here we are in a, in a group of people, and, and a, a, a significant percentage of hands were raised. Do, do you mean to tell me that that lady was the only person in that crowd with a need? She was the only one out of a crowd of people that needed something from Jesus. No way. Why is she the only one we're told about? Because while He came to them, they weren't recognizing who He was. And they weren't reaching out with faith to get a hold of Him. She says, I know who you are. I know what you can do. So I'm going to take a step of faith. And if you will receive Him, if you will reach out for Him, the Bible says He's going to come to you. He will respond to you. You got to make up your mind. I, I can't help what everybody. I know the world thinks we're crazy. I, I think the world thinks that christ A lot of the world thinks that Christians in general are crazy. But then we we call ourselves apostolics, and I mean, as apostolics, not just the world that thinks we're crazy. There's other Christians that think we're crazy. <laughs> as I've said many times. You've come too late. You've come too late to tell me what God can't do. You've come too late to tell me what's not for us anymore. Because I have tasted. The Bible says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste. Experience it for yourself. Until you taste for yourself, you will never fully understand. I haven't seen anybody run yet this morning. I say yet because church isn't over with yet. I haven't seen anybody dance yet today and that may still happen. If If you've never been in an apostolic church before, you're not used to seeing that kind of stuff. The sad thing is, what the world does, they stole it from here. It's just all those things were originally created for His glory. Long before there was a dance floor and concerts and whatever, the Bible says in Psalms, praise the name of the Lord in the dance. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Praise Him on the instruments. Praise Him with the organ. Praise Him with... All that was originally supposed to be for Him. That's a whole other message for another day. I, I can't, this, there's a few things if I had $100 for every time I've said them in my ministry, I could pay my house off. The number of people, I'm born and raised here. My parents started this church 1970. This is all I've ever known. And the number of people that have come, the number of people sitting here right now this morning who came for the first time to an apostolic service. That these people are crazy isn't it isn't it interesting you can you can see a football game where it's i mean like snowing and a group of guys will have their shirts off with letters painted on them and you don't even think twice about that they're had a football game but you let somebody do some of the things we do here sometimes and all of a sudden you you're crazy No, if I'm going to give that to somebody, if I'm going to do that for somebody, I'd actually like to do it for the one who's truly worthy of it. Last night, there were two football games, NFL games yesterday. The second one was the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Cowboys just so happened to blow out the Eagles yesterday. Just saying. Just saying. But there was something interesting about that game. Cowboys and the Eagles have both clinched playoff spots. The Cowboys happen to have a higher. Playoff spot than the Eagles, just saying. They have a higher playoff spot than that Washington team, just (laughs) saying. That's the problem when you have the mic. As I know, that is not God speaking right now. It wasn't a nice balmy evening cold out, and a stadium was packed with primarily Eagles fans, many who that paid who knows how much money spent how much who knows how much money on concessions and a number of Eagles starters. We're sitting out the game to protect themselves for the playoffs. So that means, as an Eagles fan, you've gone through all this effort. You're sitting through all this cold weather to watch the team you root for not really give you. And I know, well, they're you know they're saving it, whatever. I'm glad to know that whether it's when you and I, I mean, think about it this way. Tomorrow morning when I get up, I can come before the throne of grace. But when I come by myself, you're not there. The worship team's not there. I'm all by myself sitting in my living room. God is not going to just give me a portion of himself he's not just going to give me a little bit because why is he going to waste his time on one? You can get just as much God in your bedroom, in your living room, and in your car as you can get here. Sometimes, as I said Thursday night, it's easier to get some things here because it's not all on you. But that doesn't take away from the fact that you can come boldly before the throne of grace all by yourself and get from God what you need That's why we do what we do. That's why we act the way we act. Because while the world may not know who he is, while others may not recognize him, we have received him and our lives, our lives have been transformed because of him. Now watch this, watch this. First John chapter three. These are some more of my favorite verses. The first three verses, especially of John 3, I'm only going to read the first verse. First John 3 and 1 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Now let me remind you, John 1.10 says, He was in the world, and the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. And now in John, 1 John 3 and 1, it says, Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Again, sorry for all the sports references. I'll try not to talk about the Cowboys anymore, but just in general. there will be there will be stadiums that seat 60 70 thousand plus people today packed out and again i mean anybody anybody cold in here I'll be honest look at that yeah anybody hot in here i am how many of you would like it if we turn up the heat. Anybody, would you wish? Yeah, we ain't got no heat to turn up. We could do a, we could start a fundraiser, Brother Johnson. You can rent one of those propane heaters for service, keep yourself warm. Or have better yet, we'll just start selling hand warmers. And Look at that, look at that. I, 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 w- I wouldn't be surprised if somebody sort of internally at least complained a little bit about the temperature in here this morning. And people are gonna stand outside in the freezing cold to maybe watch a team where half their starters are sitting on the sidelines. But be excited to be there. And here we sit with a room that isn't even half full. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's half full, or let's go the negative way. Maybe it's half empty. Maybe we've just come up with all of this in our imaginations. Maybe it's because we've just made all of this up. Or maybe it's because we've received Him. And the world didn't know Him. And just because the world may not know you as a believer and recognize your significance... It was the same thing for Him. But don't let your faith and confidence in who He really is be swayed by the fact the world may not know Him. Listen to verse 1 and a couple of other translations. The Amplified Bible says it this way, See what an incredible quality of love The Father has given, shown, bestowed on us. That we should be permitted to be named and called and counted the children of God. And so we are. The reason that the world does not know, recognize, acknowledge us is that it does not know, recognize, or acknowledge Him. Weiss translation says it this way. Behold what exotic, foreign to the human heart love the Father has permanently bestowed upon us to the end that we may be named children, born ones of God, and we are. On this account, the world does not have an experiential knowledge of us because it has not come into an experiential knowledge of Him. It's not good enough to have an intellectual knowledge. It's not good enough to have an intellectual knowledge of the Word of God or some kind of an intellectual knowledge about God. You need an experiential knowledge. And the good news is God is ready and willing for every one of us to have an experiential knowledge of who He is. It is not reserved for some select group of people. It's not just for the clergy. It's for whomsoever will. It's for anybody that's thirsty. It's for anybody that's hungry. It's for anybody that's got a need that is willing to reach out with faith. Barnes Notes says this with regards to this statement that the world doesn't know us. It does not understand our principles the reasons of our conduct, the sources of our comforts and joys. The people of the world would regard us as fanatics or enthusiasts, as foolish in abandoning the pleasures and pursuits which they engage in, as renouncing certain happiness for that which is uncertain, as cherishing false and delusive hopes in regard to the future, and as practicing needless austerities. With nothing to compensate for the pleasures which are abandoned. We are just such poor people here today. For all that we have given up. And what do we have in return? Well, for some of the pleasures that I've given up, that the world would say I've given up. I, I've got peace I lay down on my bed every night without regret and shame. I got a wonderful wife. That was my wife, your guest, that was my wife up here leading. She told me right before we sang that last song, she said she was doing the signals. I think that's cuz the worship team don't really trust me, but that's that's okay. And then she made this she said you're going to have to look at me. I'm going to have to look at you. Since when do I have to look at you? I got to try to stop looking at you. I like when we have guest preachers I sit right here, you know, when we that guest, she sits right over there on the second row. I got to keep reminding myself. I got to I've given what have I given up? I'll I'll be we we'll celebrate 30 years of marriage in a couple of weeks, months. We got married, I was two, she was one. <laughs> I got I got four now five kids I I I've got some absolutely amazing wonderful people in my life What I've given up? I've given up what? What have I lost? A few activities that you may do, a few most of which that lead to bondage and shame. So just because the world doesn't know and doesn't understand, that doesn't take away from the validity of it. You know what amazes me is when it comes to God, when it comes to Christianity, people you know, come to this conclusion, I don't want anything to do with it because there's fakes. Okay, then I guess that means every time somebody goes to hand you cash, you reject it. I don't want no cash. Don't give me no cash because there's counterfeit money. Absolutely not. I've never had one person. I have had them get that little marker out and double check if it was real. I've always thought it's going to be just my luck. Somebody gave me a counterfeit bill. <laughs> we we don't do that. You don't reject cash because there's counterfeit currency. Because the bottom line is the only way to have a counterfeit you can't have an imitation without having a real You can't have a fake until you've had the real. So there may be some counterfeit. There may be some fake. But I also know the only way that's the case is because there is a real, there is a true, and I have come to experientially know who He is. He came unto His own his own received him not he came to the world as the creator and they didn't recognize who he was but to them that received him to them to them not not to everyone it's available to everyone but it's only to them that receive him he gave power to become and here's the thing. Let me let me let me I know. I may I may lose a few of you on this, but that's okay. Let, let me You want to know what why there's all the turmoil in our world? You want to know why there's all the turmoil in nature? It's not global warming. I'll tell you what the turmoil in our na- in nature is. Here it is, Romans 8, 19. I'm just going to read it from the New Living Translation. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal His chil- who His children really are. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. Adam and Eve made a choice, but all of creation... I think I'm losing a few of you here. That's alright. All of creation was subjected to God's curse. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present World Meteorological Meteorological Organization website has an article and it says that weather-related disasters have increased over the past 50 years, causing more damage but fewer deaths, fewer deaths because of the warning systems and forecasts. And, of course, we're told that the reason for that is global warming, climate change and all of that. I'm sorry. No, I'm not a scientist. And if you want to believe scientists over the Bible, believe it. Call me what you want to call me. Label me what you want to label me. But creation is groaning. Waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Because it's been cursed because of man's choices. But There's going to be a day when God's going to manifest Himself. And He's going to manifest His people. It's going to be a day. That's crazy preacher. Oh well. Call me what you want to call me. Think of you, think of me what you want to think, but I've been blessed to have the experience of receiving him, knowing him. And so while the world may not know him, and the world may not receive him, to those that will reach out with faith. He says, I'm going to make myself known to you. While the multitudes may be unaware of who I am, how the multitudes may not give me any recognition and honor as the God of their lives and the God of this world, for those who acknowledge me, to them, to them. You know that it is God's desire for every single one of us to have an experiential knowledge of Him. I said it already. My parents came to Annapolis, started this church in 1970. I was born in 1971. I'm not here today. I'm not doing what I'm doing today because of an intellectual knowledge. I'm not here today doing what I'm doing because what my parents believed and parents still believe. I'm here because to me, he's been made known. To me, he's manifested himself. I got a question what do you have to lose? If you've never for yourself reached out to Him, what do you have to lose? I don't think you have anything to lose. I think you have everything to gain. I want you to bow your head, close your eyes if you would, right where you are. You're in this place this morning whether it's your first time or you've come many times or you come all the time especially if you've never really opened up your heart your life to Jesus I want to I want to encourage you this morning to give him a chance Maybe, maybe the things you've been through in life the difficulties, the circumstances you've dealt with, maybe it's caused you to question and doubt His reality the truth of His word if you just give Him a chance, I believe He will prove to you who He is that you while others may pass by and not be aware of who He is and what He is, You can receive Him and know Him for Yourself. Father, I pray that Your presence, Your Spirit would move in this place right now. Father, any hearts and lives in this place today that have not come through an experiential knowledge to know You, to this point, God, Maybe they're in the category like the rest of the world that they don't know, they're not aware. But God, You desire to make Yourself known. I pray right now that hearts would be open today to receive from You what You desire to give to make Yourself known in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus as Heads continue to be bowed. I, I want to invite you maybe to take a another step here. If the Spirit of the Lord is talking to you this morning, if you believe God's talking to you, would you just would you stand right where you are and just lift your hands to him? If you'd ever done that before, I know that may seem a little bit awkward or uncomfortable, but one of the reasons, there's several reasons why we lift our hands, but sometimes we lift our hands, it's a demonstration of surrender, it's it's like that toddler reaching hands up in the air to a parent, and He is our Heavenly Father. Some of you in this place today, you're not new, you're not a guest, you come all the time, but some things you've been through, some circumstances you've gone through and the enemy is working to attack your faith and your confidence and your trust in God. Would you would you let the Spirit of the Lord help you today and renew your faith? Well, and it's not just a guest that can stand or needs to stand. I think there's some others of you gone through some stuff and the enemy's tried to get you to question your faith and confidence and trust in God but the spirit of the Lord this morning would like to renew refresh you refresh your mind in the name of Jesus as heads continued if nothing else just out of respect for a few more moments to be bowed if you don't need to pray or you're not responding for yourself would you be sensitive to the spirit of the lord we got a couple of people standing somebody would join with them maybe you're not quite comfortable standing but reach over to the person beside you and join together and pray with them right now that god would make himself known in every life in every life lord while the world may not know you while the world may pass you by and not acknowledge you. We're here today, God, with faith and trust in you. I pray right now that you would respond to every individual in this place that's reaching out for you, that you would reach back to them right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, help us today by your grace to not let our faith waver, to not let our trust and our confidence in you waver because of because of the majority, because of the world, because of its lack of acknowledgement of you, lack of trust and faith in you, God, let our let our faith be strengthened today. Let our trust be strengthened today. Let there be a new level of our experience with You, God. Let there be a new level of, our, of Your manifestation in our lives. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus Hallelujah Hallelujah In Jesus name In Jesus name Oh yes Touch Touch us today God Help us today. Strengthen us today. Make Yourself known to us today. In the name of Jesus, let faith be released today, God, to reach out for You, God, so that You can respond. Do what we need. Provide what we need, Lord. In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus Hallelujah 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 hallelujah. Oh Savior 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 Hear somebody's call this morning. Hear somebody's call today, Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't pass anybody by today, Lord pass by anyone today, but touch every heart and every life, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. As we continue to sing and pray a little longer here, if you need to go or want to go, you're welcome to. Thank you for being with us today. oh yes hallelujah hallelujah don't pass anybody by today Jesus don't pass anybody by today Jesus Every heart, every life be touched by you, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. name.